You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith, and today's guest is a blue belt who trains at ISO Health, located in Allendale, South Australia. Ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Hughes. Hello, Ma. How you going? How's it going, brother? Good, man. It's uh, cold and wet and windy here in Adelaide, which is very rare for this time of year. Yeah, it's starting to get cold and wet here, so I understand. Oh, yeah, we're two days from summer, so it's very unusual. Oh, damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had about, um, I think, probably about six inches of rain overnight, which is oh, wow. thunder and lightning and you name it. So That's my kind of weather right there. Yeah. All right, man. Well, first and foremost, man, I would like to, you know, um, say thank you for taking some time out being on the episode today with me. Uh, greatly appreciate that. My pleasure. All right, man. Well, let's get this ball rolling, man. Without further ado, if you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Yeah, cool. So, uh, Nathan, as you said, Adelaide, South Australia, trained under Matt Jones, uh, been training with Matt since about 2013. Um, owner and founder of Continuous Flow BJJ as well, which is uh, a BJJ apparel brand. Um, yeah, 48 years old, so I'm an old man. So I just train for fun now. I'm not looking to, to compete or be a master's champion or anything like that. So, yeah. Okay, so how, 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 did, you, how did you start? How did you, how did, yeah, how did you start doing jiu-jitsu? So I've, I've done martial arts since I was a kid. So just started with the, the more traditional stuff like uh, judo, karate, taekwondo, those sorts of things. And then when I got a bit older, I started doing uh, Jeet Kune Do and Kali with a guy called Nino Pillar here in Adelaide. Uh, then I did some Muay Thai with Alan Wong uh, for a while as well. And then just with the, the growth of the UFC and so forth, I thought, I tried some grappling, um, thinking that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like 6'3", 260. So I'm like, this grappling thing, I'll be fine. You know, I know how to look after myself. I'm a big guy. I'm strong. I'm fit. These are, And then the, the, first, the first two people I rolled with were uh, a guy called Lachlan Warren, who's now a black belt under Lachlan Giles, and Craig Jones. And these guys were like 16, 17. 70 kilos soaking wet. I'm like, these kids, I'm just going to get rid of them. I'll just push them off. They, they went, and I was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my wife still still to this day tells this story. Like I, I came home from class and walked into the house and I was like, you would not believe what just happened to me. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, these two kids just beat the snot out of me for an hour. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean, kids? I'm like, they're like 17. And she's like, are they big? I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> she's like, oh. And she said, that's when I knew you were you were hooked on this stuff. Like, like that you had to figure it out. Like you had to be like, How, what is this? What is this sorcery these people are using that mm-hmm. to 
completely negates everything I've ever done with my entire life. You know, I was like 38 years old at that stage thinking that I could handle myself. And I was just completely wrong. As soon as it went to the ground, I was like an infant again, as I'm sure most people have this experience the first time they tried. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. Most people aren't six, three, two sixty though. Right. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how was that? How was how was that drive home after that first after that first uh, after your first time rolling? Uh, I think I was I was kind of in disbelief, really, <laughs> like that 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 could that they could not that they could beat me. I was quite happy to be beaten, right? But so easily, yeah. Like just like we were doing five minute rounds, and they would just mess with me for four and a half minutes, and then do what ever sub that they wanted to do like and every time like like every time for an hour just and i was just like <laughs> man like how does this doesn't even make sense <laughs> and then yeah uh, and now i'm still trying to figure it out right because <laughs> there are still right that can just do that to me that are you know half my size like yeah we've got uh, a guy we train with called uh, Ray Lawley, who's a uh, black belt, used to fight MMA at like 57 kilos. He's bigger now, but 57 kilos is like 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I, I still can't get anything going against that guy. Like, like when we were all together, it's just, he's literally half my size and mm-hmm. just, yeah. But that's, that's the point, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, kind of the whole gist of it, man. Like, it's it's one of those. I think to me, like jujitsu has to be one of the most humbling sports out there because there yeah, you you know you go in that mindset of thinking like, yeah, I'm a big strong guy. There's no way I can. I should have to worry about this little guy here, and yeah. and those be the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's, I mean, that's why I think the churn rate is so high with jujitsu because a lot of egos can't take that. Like to yeah. just be, just be shut down completely physically by a guy that's half your size. You have to have a pretty healthy ego to be able to come back and do that again the next day and the next day and the next day. And, and the next day, yeah. Decades, you know? Um, and I think as well, the little guys, that's why they're the, the most dangerous because the little guys that, that stay, become they have to become so technical to handle yeah. the bigger guys so yeah if 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 you're a black belt under 150 pounds i'm scared of you <laughs> very you yeah. make me nervous <laughs> that's it if you're a black belt over 150 pounds i'm scared of you too. <laughs> yeah it's it's um you know i've I've kind of had that same experience a little bit um, when I first started training roll, you know, first time ever rolling on the mats. Um, one of the guys that I rolled with was small. He was, I, I probably had a good 50, 60 pounds on this guy. And I got, I got manhandled. There was nothing I could do. Yeah. I felt completely stuck. And the whole time in my mind, I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm thinking something's wrong with me. I'm like, what is wrong with me? The longest car ride home. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm in the car just thinking to myself, like, man, 
I, there's nothing I could do. Like, I'm just replaying the scene back in my head. It's like, there was nothing I could do. And then like, yeah, you know, I get home. My wife is like, you know, you know, oh, how was it? And I was like, it was, it was okay. It was, it was cool. But I didn't want to say like, yeah, I got destroyed the whole time I was there. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I got to I got to figure this out, man. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Yeah. yeah. I remember the, so we do, you can't do advanced classes till you're a blue belt where I train. And so okay. I did a, I got my blue belt in 2017 and I was pumped to start doing advanced classes. And so I go to the, the next advanced class, which is a, a no D note class. And I'm the only blue belt there. Like everybody else there is there. Were, I think there were like two purples, a bunch of browns and a couple of blacks. And mm. once again, just, I got demolished for 90 minutes. Uh, and then I always like text my wife when I'm coming home, like just, you know, you pick anything up or like some milk or whatever. Uh, so, and she, you know, where I train is like 15, 20 minutes from my house. So I text her, like I'm headed home. Uh, do you need me to pick anything up? She replies, no, all good. And then I just sat in my car and vagued out for like 25 <laughs> minutes. And then I, I come to, I get a text from her. He's like, are you all right? Have you been in an accident? I'm like, no, I'm still in the car park. <laughs> just contemplating my life's decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah. a part of, I think that's a part of jujitsu a lot of people don't think about is those you know those days where you're just sitting in the car just like man what the hell am i doing like yeah. there's no reason i should be here right now. <laughs> I, I i find that jujitsu for me a lot of it is super counterintuitive uh like i i tend to zig when i should zag a lot mm -hmm. and so like when you do take stock of what happened like you mentioned like you're thinking about what should I have done? Whenever I come up with a solution, it's it's generally wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll come back, I'll be like, yeah, I should have done this when he did that. And then it's like, oh, that made it infinitely worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't, I, I can't explain how many times I've like, you know, rolled with, you know, rolled before class or whatever. And, you know, did something stupid. And then I got like, my instructor is teaching and I'm just sitting in the back like, ah, Damn it! And everybody looking at me like, "You all right?" Like, "Oh no, nah, just some <laughs> some happened earlier." I, I was trying to figure out, and damn it, I should have did it then. <laughs> so, yeah. Or the three a.m. you wake up, you're like, "That was the escape." <laughs> yeah. I know that one. <laughs> I knew it. Just went like, "Come on, let's let's run it back. We got to go back here. Come yeah, on, yeah, you got. I got to figure it out. I'm making that." Like Jim, twenty minutes right now. Yeah. All right. So, um, so you just do it. I mean, you say you just, you know, you just really just get into it. Um, have you competed or thought about competing? So I can, uh, like I said, I started in 2013. Well, I actually started jujitsu in 2010. Was there for like a month, hurt my back moving house and just never went back. And when I went back, that club wasn't there anymore. So mm. then I started for reals, I guess in 2013, uh, in 2014, I got my first drive, thought I'll compete. And in the fourth match, ruptured my ACL, like, oh. com like completely 
absolutely gone ACL. Like the, so I was, and by this stage I was nearly 40, had to have a, a like full, almost a year off the mats, like two months off work. I was oh, like, no. do I, do I really like the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. It's something that my, uh, my instructor says a lot. And, um, for me now, compete. If I had to have another year off the mats, like I'm 49 in about eight weeks, if I got to take another year off for another serious injury like that, I, I don't know if I come back. You know, so I just roll for fun now. Um, yeah, I got a consolation medal. So if that makes it any better. <laughs> <laughs> Set year off the mats, a couple months off work. Well, I got a little shiny little yeah, medal. Bronze plastic, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Which I don't even know where it is, to be honest. <laughs> it's a, the metal of change. That's the that's the risk, man. Um, because you know, I I've I've been training for like six years and I've done a couple tournaments, you know, plan on doing more. But that's the that's the kind of thing that kind of like tinkles in the back of my mind like you know man this could i don't i would hate to get injured because it's not like we're getting paid for this it's not like you know this is adcc or this is worlds or you know there's this i don't know if you know the saying, but there's a saying in australia called they're playing for sheep stations which means uh like people are taking it super ultra seriously right Mm -hmm. you know and particularly at blue belt you know you got guys who are 22 yeah they got no responsibilities, living at home with their parents. They don't care if they destroy their leg and they don't care if they destroy yours. Like guys are ripping on heel hooks and things nowadays. It's like this was like 2017, uh, sorry, not 2017, uh, 2014 when I did my knee, it wasn't even a leg lock. It was just the guy was my size and fell on my leg funny. Like, (sighs) like so it wasn't even something I could attach to. It was just not his fault. It was just, white belts doing white belt things and he just mm-hmm. fell on me as as he got a really nice outside trip as i was falling he just fell on my leg and my knee kind of stayed put my foot came around nearly kicked myself in the head and yeah that was that so it wasn't even like a like a nefarious thing where some guy just ripped on a leg lock without even thinking about the damage but now i go to comps and what's the guys i sponsor and i see guys like ripping stuff on like it's nothing and yeah like it's i'm like man this this is not for me like i'm not bendy anymore no i don't think no. i ever win it was so even if i was i'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah i and you know the amount of guys i see limping out of competitions like like I went to Pans last year. I saw a bunch of guys get their legs wrecked. Went to a couple of local comps recently. I saw one guy get like wooden tap to a heel hook. I I don't know the guy, but I'm assuming he's probably had surgery from not tapping yeah. to a heel hook for for that shiny piece of bronze plastic. Man. Like yeah, that's what man. That's what I'm saying. Like I, it's not enough for me to be one like to want to like put it all out there like i want i do want to do turn like i do want to compete just for the fun for the love of the sport and whatnot but it's not like i'm about to 
go out there and try to, you know, like break someone's leg or, you know, destroy yeah. their knee for a, a five minutes of fame. Like this is someone's life we talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I got a ton of respect for the guys who do compete. So oh, yeah, uh, I don't want sure. to take the wrong way that I think, I definitely don't think competing stupid. It's a great way to test where you're at. And I'll go with a ton mm-hmm. of respect for the guys who do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, just at my age, not, not for me. If I'd picked up jujitsu at 20, which I God, I wish I had, but uh, man, I know, right? Yeah, well, 20. I if I picked it up at 10, <laughs> God, I wish I had, <laughs> then uh, yeah, maybe it would be more for me. Maybe it's a little more, maybe I know more now and it's less likely to happen, but yeah, just the risk of a, another year off the mats. Yeah, I'm not too proud to say that it, it scares me being that badly injured again. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was, and the rehab is brutal and painful, and you know, the surgery's tough. Like, it's this, there was nothing. It was like, you know, that either win or you learn. Yeah. I, I, I learned that I don't need to be competing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, this lesson was, was, was thoroughly taught. Yeah. I definitely didn't win. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine, man, like I've, you know, jerked my knee wrong or my ankle, right? Like my ankle right now is bothering me. Like this is like a nagging enough, but I can't imagine a full break or yeah, yeah like having to, you know, therapy and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff that I, I think about a lot, like, man, am I ready to go through all this? Because I, you know, I've watched tournaments and people going for like flying arm bars and flying scissor sweeps and all this crazy stuff. I'm like, nah, that's not me. That's not no. me. No. Well, yeah, it's definitely not me. I don't move like that. So uh-uh. one of the guys I sponsor, Andy, is uh, he's we call him the Flying Scotsman because he's just he's like super bouncy, like flying iron bars all over the place. Like he's he's won countless comps by flying iron bar, like just. Still, still hitting him at, at Brown Belt, like just the guys. But and he's late thirties; he's still doing it. So all power to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I enjoy my my calm, slow, methodical jujitsu. Like, you know, I get yeah. I love when you know when new guys come in. They're like, you know, hey, is this is this cool for like beginners? I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm put like this. I teach jujitsu. So that way you learn, you can grow from it, from it, and also you can go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Because, you know, my, my I'm not coach, about to – My coach Matt has a saying – I'm about to put no crazy paces like that. Uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. My, my coach Matt, oh, no, you did. Matt uh, has a saying, like, uh, move less and win more. Mm-hmm. And so it's all, like, really deliberate, good posture, just grind people down with pressure, which is really good for me because of my size. Um, yeah. And he's a, so he's a first degree, I think first degree still under Henry Aikens. Uh, and so both him and Henry had this philosophy of, you know, as you get older, most people get slower and heavier. So mm-hmm. you, you might as well train your jujitsu for that now so that it doesn't suffer down the line. Yeah. Like I want to be able to do jujitsu up into my sixties or seventies, you know, 
I, and, I saw you know, a post today of a guy in his seventies just got his black belt. Started in his fifties. Like, isn't that, that awesome? That's amazing. I like. It gives me hope. <laughs> like, I know, right? <laughs> I enter my seventh year as a blue belt. I'm like, like maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> he said they're still alive at the end of this time. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, I think it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't bother me that I've been a blue belt for that long. It's, we've had a lot of, we had COVID for a couple of years and I got a master's degree in that time. So it's, it's definitely more me than, like I wasn't consistent enough for a good chunk of that. So, uh, yeah, but ho- hopefully that purple arrives soon. Yeah. And that's a, and that's a good way to look at it, man. Cause people, you know, they just think just because they've been doing something, well, they've been doing it for so long that they deserve X, Y, Z. And it's like, ah, eh, don't work like that. No, unfortunately I, I, it doesn't work like that. No, I say to a, like I said to my coach a little while back, like, like I'll be a purple belt when when you decide I'm a purple belt, not not mm-hmm. when I decide or not when somebody I roll with goes, oh, you f- you feel like you probably should be your purple one. It's when Matt says I'm a purple, that's when I'm a purple, and not before. It, it really doesn't bother me. And yeah, you know, maybe I'll just be the world's best blue belt one day. <laughs> After, after 15 years or so. <laughs> yeah. So the most dangerous blue belt in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you, got, you got all these kids now that go from green to blue and they're just little savages at 16. Yeah. yeah. I, Connor, another guy I sponsor, Connor, who's just turned 17. He got, he was a green belt and then, yeah, and he gives, he's giving brown belts and black belts a hard time. Like that's at a blue awesome. belt level. He's just, like I said before, if you, if I could have started when I was ten, <laughs> like, like yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's like um, you know, my daughter she um she trains a little bit. Uh, we don't have a kids class anymore right now, but you know, just seeing like I've I've took her to tournaments and you know watch and she you know let her watch the kids division. She seems so excited to do it, but <clears throat> I'm like. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It looks exciting, but it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a whole lot of work. A lot more work than what you're used to. So I was like, you can't, um, you just can't go in this mindset of, oh, if it doesn't work the first time, I'm going to give up and start crying. Like, no, you got to go out there and grind for it. Because I, yeah. you know, these these champions are getting younger and younger, and that's scary. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Look at like. The yeah, the Micah Galvals and so forth of the world that are, you know, world class at twenty. Like yeah, just, like what what hope does an old man have? <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even I can't even remember what I was striving for at twenty. And you oh, got man. people out here, world was- you know, world masters and high level competitors and you know black you know jujitsu black belts and yeah ADCC champions at 19 like what <laughs> yeah it's 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 a brave new world man <laughs> right it's exciting but yeah it's like wow yeah we I see some this of the when I was young. trying where we train and they're just they like they're little sponges at that age they don't have mm-hmm. to unlearn anything and like, and everything that you tell them just goes in and gets 
assimilated into their game almost immediately. It's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's awesome to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause, um, the, the, you know, when we did have kids class, you know, we had like about maybe like three or four students, but man, just, you just, you just think about that. Like, man, if I had the opportunity you guys had at that age, is I can only imagine where I would be. So, it's 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 very very fun seeing like the younger generation come up and take this you know take this sport by storm and just doing some amazing stuff with it, bringing it to the forefront. Yeah, I I I don't have kids of my own, but I tried to talk my sister into getting my niece to do it, but mm. I got a I got a hard no on that one. <laughs> it you know it was funny it it. I had to convince, like, my mom had an issue with my daughter doing jujitsu. Okay. Which is, because, like, you know, my, you know, I train, you know, my wife trains, and, you know, she was like, my mom was like, you know, are you, is she, is she going to train too? I was like, well, if she wants to. And she always, you know, when I go to the gym, she'll want to go, just sit there and watch. And then we was like, hey, we, you know, we're going to start a kids class. And she was like, yeah, I do it. I do kids class. And she just took to it. Like she was my yeah. little my little assistant instructor, man. Like I, I didn't have to worry about getting them warmed up. I'm like, hey, get them going. Get them going. Nice. You know, do they laps, do they drills, and we get the lesson going. She I mean, she miss she misses it. Uh she's uh eight. She just turned oh, eight a uh, couple ooh, yeah, last month. No, a couple weeks ago. Time is just so flying by. But yeah, a couple oh, weeks ago, she just right. turned eight. But, I can't believe this year is basically over. <laughs> I'm like, man, tomorrow's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy how fast time seems to be going at the moment. Man, we're just because we're so busy now, man. It's like every minute of the day is being taken up by something. So yeah. it just seemed like, man, it's like I blinked and it's like two weeks. Two weeks ago. I mean, two weeks has passed already. Yeah, I, I read an article once a long time ago, but it said that your brain actually measures time kind of like as a percentage of how long you've been around. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. so like for your daughter, for example, one year is like one-eighth of her life. And so that's why like it feels like a lot longer than somebody like, well, like I'm nearly 50. So one year is like 2% of my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it flashes by so fast when you get older. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be crazy when we get to like 80. Another year has gone past. <laughs> right, we just got here. <laughs> like I just, I just sat down. Yeah, wasn't New Year's yesterday? <laughs> no, it's tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> ah, all right. They just keep coming around. <laughs> right. Just hold on for the ride, man. That's all we can do. Oh, man. Just do the best you can. Try and look after the people around you and try and be happy. That's really the best you That's can it. do. That's it. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, um, you said you're, you have a apparel brand, Continuous Flow. Yeah. So I started that in 20, 2016. So December 1st, 2016. So it's our seven-year anniversary in a couple of days. Oh, um, sweet. 
Yeah, so at first I started it purely. So my favorite movie is Predator, the that classic okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, and I wanted, I just wanted a rash guard with a predator on it, and nobody made one. So uh, a friend of mine I used to play basketball with called Nahum, shout out to Nahum, uh, is a professional illustrator. So I just called him up and said, hey, I've got this idea for a design. Do you think you could draw that up for me? Uh, and he said, yeah, yeah, I can knock that up for you. So he drew it up. I loved it. Uh, put it on a rash guard, and I thought maybe um, – Maybe I'm not the only person in the world that wants a Predator Rash Guard, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people like that movie. So I did a, a Shopify. Shopify had a deal going for first month free. Uh, so I just built a site uh, and put them up for sale and posted some stuff on Facebook. And, you know, we sold, I don't know, about 30. I was like, all right, cool. I was still working. I had a really well-paying job at the time. So it's just doing it as a side thing. Just I come up with a silly idea. We do a lot of like pop culture, jujitsu crossover de- sort of like parody designs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just you know I'd come up with a silly idea and go to Nayam and say, hey, can you draw this? And he'd draw it, and we put it on a rash guard. We put it on the site, and we see what we sold, and and it kind of rolled like that for. Well, until this time last year, really. So this time last year, I was still working like a corporate job. I was managing two states in Australia for a software company, getting paid really well for doing it. Um, And then in August of last year, I got misdiagnosed. I really want to emphasize the misdiagnosed with lymphoma. And Mm. so I spent six weeks of last year thinking I had cancer before they realized that they'd made a mistake and I had uh, something called sarcoidosis, which is nowhere near as dangerous or as problematic. And uh, so, but I spent six weeks of my, of last year just going, holy shit, I'm about to start chemotherapy. And I'm, you know, and then oh, when man. I found out I didn't have it, I was like, all right, do I, I just finished my master's, my MBA. I was like, do I really want to, what do I want to do? With my life do i want to keep climbing this corporate ladder and or do i want to build something of my own and and have something that i can be proud of that i i built from scratch and so i spoke to my wife who's always been ultra supportive um for everything that i ever want to do god love her she's put up with a lot so because i come up with a lot of crazy ideas um and i said Hello, look hey. I'm thinking I'm going to quit my job and just do the clothing full time. And she's like, all right, cool. So how do you want to work that? And I, so I put some figures together and I said, okay, I'll get it to this level before I quit my job. And she was like, all right, cool. That, that sounds reasonable. And then, so I really hunkered down and focused on that for like two months and got it to that level within two months by just focusing a ton of free time. Not training at jujitsu yeah. as much, obviously. Like mm-hmm. I had, something had to do working full time. So I just put in like probably eighty hours a week on both jobs. So like forty hours on my real job and forty hours on the business for like two months, mm-hmm. and got it to that point. And was so I went to her. I said, "We just hit it. We hit that number with like five days to spare in November of last year." 
And she was like, all right, cool, quit your job. So I, I gave them my notice, gave my month's notice because obviously I had a lot of responsibility at that company. I didn't want to, they'd always looked after me. Even when I was thinking I had cancer, they were looking after me and everything. So I didn't want to do the wrong thing by them. So I gave them a, a full month's notice to, to find a replacement and for me to do a handover and do all of that. And then, yeah, so all of this year, I've just done the, the apparel brand full time and we, we now have two staff. We're, we're looking at, we need to move out of, so currently this is my, one of my spare bedrooms. Once again, I, all thanks to my wife, we have a three bedroom house. This room is my office. The other big bedroom is, the, is full of stock and the tiny bedroom at the back of the house is where we sleep. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yes, she's very understanding. Uh, very. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're looking emphasis at, on uh, emphasis on very. <laughs> very, very. very. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're looking at moving out of the house early next year into some like a, a real office space and yeah. So it's it's exciting. It seems to be growing. People seem to like what we do. Um, yeah, we just, our biggest design ever was, we just did, uh, Arm Barbie just recently, that which was our yeah. biggest release ever, which yeah, is a crazy Yeah, I, I love that one. Yeah. I love so that, that, uh, Rash Guard. I love that Rash Guard. So normally our, our designs are, like I said at the start, I did it based on Predator. So it's normally a, an IP that I really love that I just, that I rework and, I wasn't big into Barbies as a kid. That might surprise a lot of people, but it was never really my thing. Uh, but there's a, a, a five-year-old girl in Victoria. Her brothers wear some of our designs, um, her older brothers, but the, we do a lot of horror movies and things like that. So not, mm-hmm. not really a, a five-year-old thing, but her dad messaged me and said, hey, we love your gear. She had this idea for Arm Barbie. Uh, do you think you could make it? And I was like, yeah. So normally with our designs, like I use two local designers, Naam, who I mentioned earlier, and Greg, are both excellent. They're world-class, these guys. Like they've worked for massive corporations in the US. And so I'm very lucky that that they tolerate me. (laughs) Um, And so I went to Greg and I said, hey, we've got this design. I know normally we spend like a full week doing a design Right, so we we get right into the minutia. We we wanted to be perfect because we love so that the Akimura one, which is based on the the Akira manga slash anime that we did, we just we went so granular on that because we both have been obsessed with that movie since it came out. I love them. I love that yeah, movie man. so much, Incredible. man. Oh, I love that movie. So we we literally five days we were meeting like virtually, phone, text, whatever, every day just nutting out the the nuts and bolts of this design, put it out. Then a five-year-old girl comes up with with an idea. I said to Greg, look, I don't know if this is going to be very popular. Just spend a day on it. Do it cheap. It might only appeal to five-year-old girls. I don't know. He spends a day on it. We knock it out and it's sold like 20 times more than the Akira design. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's like, it's like, why did we spend so much time on that design when we could have just not? <laughs> like I seen, the, I, I love that Akira one because it's 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 very nostalgic. I, you know, it's one of my favorite animated movies. But the Arm Barbie one, dude, 
when I saw it, I was like, this is the most craziest thing. <laughs> but it's 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 so simple, but it's so unique. And I'm like, oh, that's that's dope. That's a such a such, that's like it's like such a clever idea, whoever came up with that. Shout outs to her, man. Yeah, yeah, Maya, thank you. We sent her a, a free kit, like she got a full like rash guard, spat, shorts, the whole works for nothing. We just we made sure she got looked after. Um you can see there's photos of her on our Instagram, rocking the gear uh, that her parents mm-hmm. sent me to post. So, yeah, thank you, thank you, Maya. We uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> Man, that's oh, awesome. Anyone yeah, watches this now is going to send me an idea. Like, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to get so many, so many ideas, so many ideas. But that's cool, though, man. That's that's cool that you were able to, you know. You know, thanks to the wife, take that leap of faith and start your business and it's and it's flourishing like that. Cause you know, everyone loves a good rash guard. Everyone loves a yeah, good rash guard. And everything is I getting more that. colorful. It is. I think I mean when I started, nobody was really doing it, this this parody stuff. Like I don't I don't know anybody that was doing it back in 2016. Um mm-hmm. it was all like there was there's a couple of guys like Miyakatsu was doing some cool stuff with uh, Simon was doing like uh, ape designs and things like that, which I really loved. I had one of his, uh, I'm a, clearly I'm a ginger. So he did one with an orangutan that I loved. So I bought that. I wore that until it was like see-through. Like it was that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, but no one was doing the really the, the pop culture sort of thing. And now I see it like everywhere. Like we did. Uh, which I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I'm not offended by or anything. Like it's flattery is the best compliment and all that. Flattery is the best compliment? No, that's not right. But imitation uh, is the best. Imitation. Uh, the best imitation is the best form of uh, flattery. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, Oscar Wilde. He said it way better than me. Like, um, so yeah, I'm not upset about it. Like heaps of people are doing it. Jujitsu's a cool community. I love everybody, uh, and hope the best for everybody. Um, yeah, but now it's it's like you said, it's got a lot more colorful. Nogi's obviously exploded in that time as well. Like um and yeah, it's cool to see people expressing themselves um through not just the art, but the art, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I mean, I know you do a lot of, you do art yourself. I think I saw on one of the podcasts when I was uh checking out what you do when you contacted me. So yeah. Like, yeah, I do. I'm saying I got one behind me. This uh, Goku and uh, Master Roshi one behind me. But yeah, I, I I love painting. I like I love painting. Love anime. Love drawing. So whenever I can, I like to sit down and put some stuff together. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a you've got a. I don't have the talent. I but thankfully I have the friends who have the talent. So I just have to come yeah. up with some. Silly little play on words, and they just make the magic happen. And that's the funny thing about like about like being an artist versus like not being one. Like, I love drawing, but sometimes I can't think of anything to draw or create. And it just takes someone who's not in that realm to be like, "Hey, man, you should do it X, Y, and Z." And it's like, "Ah, damn it, I will." You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's that balance, man. It's that nice little balance between you know how creative minds work man sometimes we just need that outside source to be like all right i could do that i could yeah yeah like a a five-year-old girl telling you you should do an arm barbie design exactly (laughs) exactly 
Exactly. Cause like I, it's it's funny. I always joke about this. Like I think I'm, I, I keep telling myself like, man, I'm trying to, I'm slowly turning to like Danaher, where I, I love rash guards. I love the way they feel, and I will wear a rash guard all day. So like I have a, you know, like different sites with like so many like different rash guards. I'm like, I, you know, just different, you know, colorful ones and. I, I like I was eyeballing at a Kira one, and then I saw that uh, the arm, the Barbie one. I was like, I would wear this. I would, like I will wear this. It's funny. I had, a, I had quite a few uh, men message me saying, "Hey, uh, is this all right for me to order?" I'm like, "Brother, you do you, man." <laughs> like, right. Like, I'll be wearing one. <laughs> like, I got, I got no shame. <laughs> I'll rock one no, for sure. Not at all. Cause I got a, I got a like a rash guard and uh like spat set. It's like pink and it's like galaxy theme one. And I, that's like one of my favorite ones. Yeah, man. Like one of our catchphrase <clears throat> one has been the with the brand for people who take their training seriously, not themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, I yeah, I stand by that. Like, we like to have a laugh. We're, we're very serious about training and all of that sort of stuff, but. It's got to be fun. Yeah. If it's not fun, what are you doing it for? Like, um, I mean, there are days the training's not fun, obviously, but it's it's still fun in the in the broader scheme of things. Yeah, a cool rash guard sets that off. Sorry, (laughs) man. Some very some very cool gear sets that off, though. Yeah, man. Not just ours. Like tons of brands are doing cool stuff now. Like, uh, yeah, I, I love a lot of the stuff that's coming out now. We're super colorful or super bright or cool plays on words or you know cool movies yeah. i always sit back and i'm like man why did i think of that yeah. <laughs> so, so, man, why did i think of that first yes i i i do have that quite often i see somebody come out with a brass guard that i'm like man i wish i'd done that one like that was that's dope. so 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 many times, man. So many times, but yeah, like I said, I've seen I've seen some of the stuff you guys put out, and I didn't even realize it until you said the the whole Barbie was like, oh yeah, I did see that one. I did see the Barbie one and a couple of yeah, and then the Kira one. I was like, yeah, that one that one's nice. That one's real real nice, yeah. real nice. Yeah, Greg is like I love that movie. I've watched it at least a couple of times a year since. 1990, I think was the first time I saw it when I was about 15. There's like a, there was an art house cinema here in Adelaide mm-hmm. that uh, me and some friends went down and watched it. We'd been told like, you got to see this movie. It's incredible. So we went, caught a bus into town because we were like 14 or 15. Uh, went and saw this movie and we're just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Then I had it on VHS for a while at a share house that I was living in. We used to watch it all the time. And now I've got it on like a 4K version that I still watch. Like, like once again, my oh, very yeah. understanding wife would be like, "You watching this again?" I'm like, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's the first time I ever know uh, yeah, hearing man. about the film, man. It's it's only it's only a few films that I do that with. A Curious One, uh, Hackers is another one. I watch I watch so many times, and uh, Fifth Element is another. Yeah, one. man, that's incredible. Incredible. That love like yeah. those are like my top top three movies I would like watch over and over again, like hands down. Yeah. I, yeah, there's never a bad time to watch Fifth Element. That movie is amazing. 
Like I bought it. I got it on like I I got it on like Amazon Prime or something. I bought it on DVD. I thought I lost my DVD, so I bought the Blu-ray and ended up finding the Blu-ray. I mean the uh, the DVD version of it. I'm like, it's wrong. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I have a backup. <laughs> oh man. All right, Nathan, man, we have a staple here at Talk Your Just Podcast, man. We ask everybody that comes on the show. Um, your top three people, no particular order, past or present, who would you love to get a chance to roll with? <clears throat> Mikey Musumeki. Yep. Uh, once again, another little guy that would absolutely wreck me. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I just, I just love – He's always so happy and always so positive. At least he seems to be. Uh, always has a great message. Uh, so I really like him. Uh, Hodger, Gracie, big guy. I think I could learn a lot from him. Um, and probably Hickson, but obviously Hickson's got a lot of health issues right now. So Hickson 20 years ago. Once again, just because I would learn so much. Ten yeah. years ago. <laughs> Last year. I mean, right now, he would still wreck me, I'm sure. But, yeah, I mean, I want I want full strength pride, Hickson. <laughs> oh, man, I know, right? It's like, I know, you just, I know you did a little some things. I know you will still kill me, but let's go. Yeah. Just yeah. give me three minutes. I don't know. What, I know it's not going to take the whole three minutes, but yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. how many times can you get me in three minutes? Let's play that game. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> hundred. Wow. I was, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I still got oh, a minute and a half. All right. <laughs> oh man. Well, that'll be fun though. That'll be real fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I so, mean, well, there's anyone I could learn from though, really which is a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the fun thing about jiu-jitsu, man. No matter how long you've been doing it, no matter what your rank, man, there's always something new to learn. Yeah, I like as well that, as well, you can, using that example of how many times can you sub me in three minutes, and then we both shake hands and walk away and go to work the next day, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I did five years of Muay Thai. If it was how many times can you put me away in three minutes, like I, I'm probably going to hospital. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One. One time in three minutes and I've got a concussion. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the other thing I love about jiu-jitsu is you can always tap. Like, yeah. Unless they're ripping it on, there's no need to get injured or hurt. And as long as your, your pride allows you to do that, you, you'll be fine. Yeah, I can't I can't tell you how many times I've rolled with like my instructor, for example, and we're going, he'll, you know, get a submission, he'll lock in a submission, and we both know like, yeah, you got it. And we'll just keep going. He'll let it go. Yeah, we'll keep going. Yeah, man. But we start out the advanced classes where I try and start with uh, like a catch and release for that's the warm-up. So you could you can't submit anybody. And you can't hold a position for more than a count of about 10 to 15 seconds. So if you get to mount, you can't just hold mount. you got to try and work something. you got to move to like uh, like a side mount or a triangle or move to side control or north-south or something like that. you just got to keep moving. Like, But you can't, right. you can't put anybody away in those 15 minutes. 
It's exhausting. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a very intense warm up because you just like you know in all, in all the martial arts I've done, the better you get, the more rest you can find. You know, the the first time you go to Muay Thai, you you cook yourself because you just like this. But over time, you learn to to find time to breathe and all that sort of stuff. And the same is true of jujitsu. As you get better, you you find a dominant position and you catch your breath and all that. But if you can only hold that position for 10, 15 seconds and you got to keep moving, it's you don't get that time to breathe. I like that. Neither do they, though. So they, they can't only knee ride you for 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like that. I like that. All right, Nate, I got some rapid fire questions for you, man. So let's okay. see. You know, just kind of picking your brain on some stuff. You ready? Let's go. All right. Um, cross choke or collar? I'm sorry. Cross choke or clock choke? Cross. Cross. Um, mm, judo or wrestling takedowns? I did judo, so judo. And there's in Australia, there's not a lot of wrestling, but I don't want to, anybody to at me. Wrestling's awesome. <laughs> It's just what I have experienced in. <laughs> right. Um, knee bar or toe hold? Toe hold. Ankle locks or wrist locks? Ankle locks last year, wrist locks today. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Figure four grip or guillotine grip? Figure four. Mm. Um, mount or back control? Mount. I, I, like, a, I like a good back control. <laughs> I know you don't agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, gee or no gee? Either. I just want to roll. He said I just want to roll? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that too. Um, Ezekiel or Darce choke? Das. Oh, yeah, I like a good Darce. I like a good Darce. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Rolling with people your size or bigger? I mean, you're uh, a fairly large guy yourself, so. <laughs> that's, that's real big. <laughs> uh, I, it depends. Like, I would say bigger because I don't really get that very often. Uh-huh. There's literally one guy at my club bigger than me. Like, I, saw, I saw it in your face when you thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I roll with a lot of people smaller than me. So for, for a change, let's go bigger. Gotcha. Um, Kamora from bottom or top position? Top. Um, Matt space or Matt quality? Quality. Yeah, it's not like some. I need some plush mats in my life, man. Yeah, man, we got real nice. So when Matt started the club, he had those jigsaw mats, you know, say this thick, about those tummy mats, yeah, two two and a half inches thick. Uh, And then he invested in some like plush mats that are like this thick, like proper wrestling mats, (sighs) and laid them over the top of the other ones. So it's like Uh double mats. It's like I, when sometimes I visit other places and I, 
I get, I wake up the next morning. I'm like, man, why am I so sore? I didn't even roll that hard. And it's just because I'm used to, I've been spoiled. I'm used to rolling on like this cloud. Yeah. So spoiled and soft. <laughs> man, I, um, we had to, we had to close down our, our home gym a couple, uh, a, a month ago. And the new spot that we at now, they have like the tatami, you know, the tatami mats. And we were spoiled because we had the thick, you know, the thick wrestling mats. So it was just like, you know, very, very cushioned as my instructor called his old man mats. Yeah, man. And that first day at the new spot on those tatami mats, I woke up like in so much pain. Everything hurt. It, was, it literally like someone was like, like just driving something in my from the top to the bottom of my spine, dude. And I'm, you know, I messaged my 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 partner. I'm like, dude, are you good? He said, like, man, he said my body's in so much pain. And I was like, dude, we've been spoiled. <laughs> I'm all for being spoiled, though. Give me the give me those quality mats all day, <laughs> man. High quality. I need those plush. I need to go. To, I need to be able to go to sleep on these mats, man. Yeah, man. And you know what? <laughs> Mat space means you. Well, you've been rolling long enough, man. You know, mat space means nothing because nothing. Somehow, the universe has created all mat space. No matter how level you get it, it's like a sink, right? And eventually, everybody ends up in the middle. Running everybody ends up on top of each other, no matter what. <laughs> like my um, my instructor has a video. We were talking about that, where it's like it sees everyone's like, you know, two people over here, two people over here, blah, blah, blah. And then as the, as the roles goes on, it just see everybody just gravitate towards each other and end up in the middle of the mats. It happens every time. Every time. Man. But then, Nathan, man, unless you got some more questions, any, any questions for me, man, I would love for you to uh, shout out your school, uh, you know, shout out continuous flow, um, whatever else you got, you know, you got planned, man, the floor is all yours. Well, first I'd just like to say some thanks. Firstly, to you for having me on. I really appreciate that. Thank uh, you, sir. I've already thanked my wife, but I, I don't think I can thank her enough. Uh, the the whole team of guys that I sponsor, I love all those guys, and they always do their best for me. Everyone who's ever bought any of our products, everyone who follows us on socials, I appreciate you all as well. Uh, thanks to all my coaches, all my training partners. Yeah. Um, I've probably forgotten some people, and so I will apologize as well. Thanks to Naeem and Greg. Without those guys, the, the brand is nothing, literally nothing, without their talent. So, um, yeah, I appreciate those guys. And, yeah, thanks to everyone who watches, listens, and, um, yeah, I hope to roll with all of you at some stage. Yes. Yes, I, I that that is a bucket list dream of mine. So get a chance to roll with the many many people that I've met on this podcast. So I'm yeah, working man. on it. Well, you you're lucky. You're in the U.S., man. That a lot of is it, the jujitsu community here in Australia is is microscopic compared to what you have over there. Like we have, I mean, we punch well above our weight. Um, you know, we got there's three guys from my hometown in ADCC finals. We got. Just over a million people here, like, and we got oh, wow. Craig, Craig Jones, obviously everybody's heard of, but mm -hmm. then Declan Moody just qualified for the ninety-nine kilo bracket, uh, and Isaac Michelle just qualified for the eighty-eight kilo bracket on the weekend. So, yeah, we do really well, but the, the community here is tiny, 
Um, mm-hmm. and you've got like you got people that are a one hour flight away. Like yeah, yeah. Like I'm I mean, in, I'm, I'm, I'm just jealous, man. That's all it is. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm in arms reach of a lot of lot of you know high level uh, people here, man. And like I said, it, it's it's a goal of mine to to go and uh, see the see you know see all these other schools though for sure. Yeah, man. If you ever get to Australia, you let me know. We'll we'll make sure we catch up. Definitely, definitely. I, I, you you are you are on my list now. Yeah, nice. The good list. The good list. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good list. It's a good list. It's a good list. Everyone, everyone's on the show is on the good list, and no one, no yeah. one is as you know made me think otherwise. Yeah, awesome. All right, man. Well, that's the end of today's episode. I would love to thank Nathan again for coming on the show and blessing us with his jujitsu knowledge. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. <laughs>